Welcome back to Into the Badlands, an Into the Badlands rewatch podcast. As always, I am two-thirds of your host, Daniel. And with me is the other third, Jesse. Hi, I forgot why we did this bit, and it stuck for very long. I think it came about when we did Hero... No, it might have been earlier. At one point, yeah. I think I said, and my other half, and you interjected that you were only a third. Okay, I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> half my interjections. Uh, uh, it's fine. Honest. We're here now, uh, <laughs> and this is how we exist. Yes. All right, so before we get into this episode, we've got another actor spotlight, this time for the actor who portrays Odessa. Uh, her name is Madison Jaizani. Madison spelled with two D's, which is, in my opinion, very aggressive. But uh, I mean, is it as aggressive as a Todd with one D? Ooh, that's a power move. <laughs> <laughs> or a Philip with one L? Yeah. The Todd with one D also is like a choice because Todd's a, an abbreviation, right? For what? I don't know, Todd but it must be, right? Todd's short for something. <laughs> what, what, okay, now we have to figure out what Todd, Todd is short for. Short for, uh. Tawdry? That's not even spelled right. I love, uh, people also ask, is Todd a real name? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> maybe it don't... isn't short for something. Maybe it's just the Middle English word for fox. That's um... messed up. Wow, no, gonna, yeah, I guess it's not actually short. I I felt okay. like it must be, but I guess okay. not. What if, okay, what if Todd with one D is short for Todd with two Ds? <laughs> I love that. That's very good. Uh, oh, oh, okay, my favorite thing is when I put Todd with one D or Todd with two Ds, one of the first yeah. things that comes up with people also ask is, is Todd a name? Yeah. You know what? Uh, in their defense, the longer I look at this name, the less real it looks. I think this is a fake name that we, uh, like, I think, like, B Madison with two Ds is way more. Yeah. Um, Todd, Todd is nonsense. Like, even, even now that I'm hearing it out loud, like, Todd? What is that? That's nothing. I know. I know. What? Well, anyway. oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, uh, a TOD, Todd with one D, mm -hmm. its full form, what it's short for, mm -hmm. is Transit Oriented Development. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Good. Alright, um, but back to Madison with two Ds. Uh, she is a British-Iranian actress and model. Uh, I guess she's most well known for portraying Sophie de Clermont on the Canal Plus television series Versailles, and also, of course, Odessa and Into the Badlands. Uh, she's, she's not got a lot under her belt, uh, acting-wise, but she is now, uh, starring in the, uh, hit CW show, Nancy Drew, uh, as Bess Marvin, which I don't know anything about Nancy Drew, so I, I don't know, uh... Pro probably one of the, probably one of the other, like, yeah. uh, white, white women who, who like the deserving poor. Yeah, I, I, I don't know uh, how major of a character that is, but uh, she has joined the CW alongside her fellow Into the Badlands uh, actress, 
the person who played Vale, whose name I have already forgotten. Forgive me. Well, apparently she's on Charmed, which I'll eventually watch, because yeah. I watched the old one. I'll probably eventually watch Nancy Drew. I asked a friend of the show, Jackson, if this was, like, uh, Riverdale good or Legends of Tomorrow good, and they said it was, like, Riverdale good, and that's the kind of good I'm into. Okay, so... I That's scale. Now... Do I like Legends of Tomorrow? Yes, I love it. Especially after season two when they realize that they can do whatever they want. Jesus, Scott. I spent fucking, like, a year and a half listening to people say, Come on, bro. It gets better in season two, bro. It's so funny now, bro. Bro, they don't care anymore, bro. It's hilarious, bro. Come on, just watch it, bro. Promise. I promise it's better than season one, bro. Just watch season two, bro. I watched three episodes of season two and it sucked ass. It was terrible. I hate it. Bad show, Jesse. Bad show. Okay, no. Okay. First off... I have I have a soft spot for any of the CW uh, DC shows sure. except for Arrow. Fuck That's Arrow. fine. Um, Agreed. Fuck Arrow. Okay. Fuck Arrow for real. Like I don't need to see another buff white guy. Like be like, oh, you. <laughs> I don't need to see like knock off Batman because I can't do Batman. Um, I can do Batwoman now though. Well, yeah, Batwoman. I I just watch Batwoman. Um, but uh, Legends Tomorrow. And I'm not saying you have to fucking watch it, asshole. <laughs> it's just like after after like season two when they got when they kind of loosened up a little bit, it did get like it did get pretty fun to watch. So right. I, I like Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I also like The Flash, and I also like Supergirl. So uh, didn't care for Supergirl. Tried really hard. Like watched the pilot and the first four episodes. I think twice each. Uh, trying to get into it, and I just couldn't. Uh, Flash was fine. I've I've fallen off it, but it was fine when I watched it. Um, they uh, I, I think season four they finally realized people are tired of speedster villains. Um, yeah. and they did the Thinker, and that was one of my favorite. That was my favorite season. Uh, that's actually the last season I saw, and I actually had a lot of issues with how they did the Thinker. <laughs> uh, I liked it, but also I well, am one of those people who will throw it on well, while well, watching, you, while being on my phone. That's probably the best way to watch the Flash. But listen, the Thinker w- it was a Xanatos Gambit, right? Like, up and down, that's... He, he's a Xanatos Gambit, so it, you know, it's the whole mastermind, oh, everything's according to my calculations, even though it might not seem that way, but like, they did it so badly in that one, like... I just like I just like they did the elongated yeah. band as well. Yeah, that was fun. That's uh, fun. I cannot believe that DC has a character named the Elongated Man who isn't Plastic Man. That's well, insane. Well, the Elongated Man uh, did some Orientalism. Some more what? Oriental. Oh, Oriental, oh cool. Oriental, yeah. Uh, so he ate a fruit that oh, was this from is the a, worst. From a. Uh, they they changed it and the and that this is a golden age. Yeah. Uh, but he ate a fruit that's like especially in East Asia somewhere. Right. Uh, Southeast Asia and uh, and he he has powers powers, you know. Uh, and and eventually they're gonna get uh, Sue Dibney in there and he's gonna mm. be married and they're gonna okay. have one of the best one of the best couples in DC is gonna happen. So. Okay. That's, that's and nice then they're gonna do. Then they're gonna do uh, identity crisis and just shit the bed. <laughs> Great. Can't yeah. Wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Sounds good. They're All not right. gonna do identity crisis. Okay. But uh, enough about the CW. Let's hop over to the AMC and watch season three, episode four, Blind Cannibal Assassins. 
They just threw start. three words that I'm very okay yeah. with. This this is such a like D and D one shot. It's insane. Also, uh, we start with Chow's place. Uh, a new challenger approaches. <laughs> White Boat Manor. That's right. Yeah, yeah the, fun, They call castle. it White Boat Manor, which is very good too. Uh, we meet Chow's brother, played by Lewis Tan, immediately shirtless, first scene of the show. You know what I miss? Yeah? Seeing Sonny shirtless for a certain <laughs> amount of times, I just really miss it. Yeah, uh, that's why they brought in Lewis Tan. It's well, like, well, I too can be shirtless and buff no, and kind of gross here's, looking. Here's the thing. Yeah? I like Sonny, da- Daniel Wu's shape. He's kind of, like, he's slim, he's slim fit. And, and Lewis that's Tan what? is not? <laughs> What no, Sonny has a smaller profile. I want I want a closer twinks. Okay, I'm sorry for having a very specific idea of what I want. No way. Um, so this is a uh, child kind of filling us in on who this character is, and he apparently has kind of rebelled against his family business, um, and has been locked up as punishment for that. And he's doing like slow tai chi in this cage as they talk. And you know how we've discussed how if. MK were a little older, the, like, vibe between him and the Widow would turn sexual real quick. That's kind yeah. of where we're at between Chow and her brother. Yeah. Well, okay. I have a question for you, and please cut this if it sounds insistive. Sure. They're supposed to be mixed, right? Uh... Like, I thought he was, like, I thought he was white at first, and I'm just, now I'm actually looking at him, and I'm just like, uh I think Louis Tan is mixed. Yeah, uh, because, like, yeah, because, like, he, he looks nothing like Chow. <laughs> they did not, they did not cast the brother, uh, the brother well for that. Well, at, at the time of this brother? casting, Louis Tan had a lot of heat, because he had been one of the people that, uh, had been considered for Iron Fist. Oh, they they should have probably yeah. done him. Uh, <laughs> he seems good. Yeah, but no, I thought he was white at first. So that, that was just that was just. Yeah. Um, but uh, basically, uh, Chow has gathered up all his uh, co- co-conspirators that helped um, a, a cog prison break essentially out of Chow's lands, um, and said, "You're gonna do this job for me, or I will continue murdering them until you agree." Lovely winged eyeliner on her, by the way, but. Uh, <laughs> So, it's very pretty eyes. Yeah. She's uh she's contracting her brother to assassinate the pilgrim. Is yeah. long story short. There's there's a lot going on in this episode and we're gonna oof, Yeah. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. Um So yeah, I think this is I think this is a uh, a good this feels like a side. This feels like a sides plot that could be cut, cut completely. Yeah, I, I feel um, like someone had an idea. And they're like, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> like, like this is like, hey, you... Okay, we're not going to get into it yet. Yeah. But th- it's th- just like, hey, remember that one character that we killed off? Well, what what if, what if they did something but you didn't te- know about until now? Yeah, this this feels like uh, how I often run D&D campaigns, which is just in the middle of a, a story. I'll think of an idea that's like very dumb, but sounds very fun. And I'll just be like, hey guys, we're taking a break this week to do this thing. And, okay, I know we talk I know we talk about uh like costumes and being great. And mm-hmm. trust me, Sonny and Baji both have great costumes. Yeah. I just don't know where they get new good clothes each right, episode. Yeah. 
yeah, I, halfway through this episode, I realized they're wearing new outfits. I'm like, those look good. What? Wait, what were they wearing? And I'm like, all yeah, right, like, they were wearing so, the Clipper outfits before. That's why they changed. <laughs> so, so to kind of describe what Sunny's wearing, he's wearing like a long coat that has like fur, uh, fur uh, cuffs and um, the collar. collar. Yeah, and it's like it's. And there's, like, some red and blue in it. It's like, yeah. really good. Yeah, it's nice. But uh, they've met this old blind man that's just been camping out in, like, this quarry by himself. And he's like, come have a seat and have a meal. And we'll learn later. He is definitely an NPC because he says almost the exact same lines later on in the show. <laughs> um, So they, they sit down with this NPC and explore his dialogue options. And then he drops some uh green liquid into their food. It turns out he's one of those NPCs that actually... He's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those bad NPCs, but we didn't know that at first. Even though we figured out less than five minutes. Yeah, so. and I mean, uh, I guess we, the viewer, probably could have figured it out because this title of this episode's Blind Cannibal Assassins. It's not a big, yeah, it, it's not a big po- reveal. <laughs> yeah, he pops up right after we yeah. see Blind Cannibal Assassins. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, could it, probably assume that one of the blind people is probably going to yeah. be a cannibal and or an assassin. Yeah, it, it was not like a, a big dramatic reveal. We kind of know right away that this dude's bad news. But uh, Nathaniel has finally made it to the front lines, uh, tracking down Sonny. Now he's talking to that baby-faced commander, um, and and they're kind of going over, oh, that wasn't really the regent. I'm really the regent. Like, uh, look at this bad drawing yeah. of Daniel Wu. Yeah. Um, but the guy was like, listen, half my force got wiped down. This dude showed up and, like, super knew how to fight. So I was like, this checks out. Um, but Nathaniel's like, whatever, fine, I'm gonna, where, where'd he go? And I'm gonna follow him. And he's like, wait a minute, what about our supplies and our men? How, how are we supposed to win the war like this? Does the widow even care about us? Like, no, because yeah. you're just fodder for her ego trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You should and, know this already. And so Nathaniel just, like, stabs him in the shoulder. <laughs> it's like, fuck this kid. And uh, he tells the healer to patch him up and then to send for a new commander. <laughs> like, it's just, it's like, it's just like the, uh, you know, the wars are fight now. They're yep. continual <laughs> and just for the, for the ruling class. Yep. The forever wars. And after that little scene, we're back with Sonny waking up uh, in a Silent Hill hospital. <laughs> Silent Hill, the one with yeah, Silent Hill's the one with the hospital, right? Or not yet? Sorry, they wake up uh, and they've just been drugged, and the baby's been taken, and then they're gonna go to the Silent Silent Hill hospital. Yeah, but but we figure out the baby's gone. Then we yeah. cut to um, the rabbit. Which actually, camp. you know what? Hold on. Why didn't they take these two? Because later on, they're like, oh, well, we could just eat you, but the baby should have a father. But, like, clearly that wasn't a concern earlier when they left him there and took the baby. Okay, so we need to discuss this scene in a lot of detail because I love this vibe. Yes. So, okay, so we have have MK, and he was cut, okay? And he's being tended to by Tilda, who's mm. being very nice, and you can clearly tell they have chemistry. Yeah. Odessa's in the corner to be like, what the fuck you doing yeah, she's with pouting. my girlfriend? And I just, I love this, because this is a polycule that yeah. is going to build up, but like, she, but you know, the terms haven't been set yet. Yeah. You know? One's kind of jealous, and like, Tilda's gonna wink, so obviously she's gonna be the, you know, the top uh, out of both of them. But... Yeah, this is very much more like kind of teen drama hurt feelings thing. And Des is like playing with a blade and pouting in the corner. And I it's love good. it because like MK is like kind of sad mm-hmm. and Tilda's being like comforting and Odessa is just being the worst. Yeah. And I love it. I, I, 
feel like I would... Okay, I like the show a lot. Yeah. But I feel like I would also really enjoy the River- Riverdale version of this right. show, where the, it's just... It's like just how uh, Left Behind made a spinoff about teens. <laughs> we, we could get an Into the Badlands teens. <laughs> oh, and, and another great thing about this scene as well is, like, you can tell Tilda very, like, very much t- killed, cares for uh, MK, just both mm-hmm. in, like, words and physically. Because the entire time, like, she's trying to hold his hand yeah. and, like, touch on him and everything. And, wh- and while Odessa's just like, fucking stop. Yeah. And she and, also and she- clearly feels extremely guilty about the whole Sunny Vale thing as she tries very hard to convince MK not to go try to murder Sunny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I understand that too. I just yeah. want, I just want these teens to get together. Right. That's it. I want them to be in a in a in a in a big bipolycule. <laughs> um, and so now we're uh, in the poppy fields, and all these leaflets suddenly blow in from off camera, and people, are, all the cogs and the clippers, trying to pick them up, and it turns out it's a uh, map, uh, and on the other side it says "Follow your path to pilgrim" or something like that. Uh, basically, a recruitment ad, um, being like, hey, come over here and check us out. Uh, and now we're back with Chow, uh, explaining, you know, the Dark Ones and killing Pilgrim and all of that. And again, there's a weird level of sexual tension. <laughs> I, see, the thing is, I didn't believe that they were brother and sister at first. I think I missed a line. Yeah. Somewhere, and I just thought that he was just a scorned ex lover. Hmm, that could have worked. <laughs> I mean, that works. They just don't look like brother and sister. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So Sunny and um, Sunny and Baji, they're searching for the baby. Yeah, Sunny, Sunny find- rolled survival to track the the NPC. And now they found yeah, a high. hole in the ground. Yep. And uh, and this is a Silent Hill hospital underground. Yeah. Uh, it's real good. It it is very good. It's a very spooky place. They must. Someone must have found a really good set. They're just like, I know what we can do here. Actually, you're probably right. That's probably what the impetus for this was. <laughs> They're just like, you know what? We get a longer season. This set is just here. Yeah. Because it's obviously real. This is not like a soundstage. No, no. Uh, they definitely no. found like an actual... No, this is on location. Underground bunker of some sort. I don't necessarily know that this was originally a hospital. They might have decorated it like that, but definitely some sort of underground facility. Yeah. Uh, that they have turned into a hospital, perhaps. It's very spooky. Yeah, so they walk up to the maternity ward, and when they go through, they find uh, jarred babies from... Yep. Uh, once like a like an actual baby, not yeah. like like one of those like babies that Republicans want you to care about. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and and Sonny holds up the lighter, and it turns out this was one of Quinn's sights. Yep, yep. There's an armadillo painted on the wall. Yeah, and as soon as soon as Sonny sees uh, sees the armadillo, yeah, he's, he's like, just like, "We need oh, to get fuck. out. Yeah, we need oh. to we need to leave right now." And then we see um, a bunch of people yep, with no too eyes. Late. Yep. A bunch of very scary people, uh, cause they're not just blind. Their eyes have been, like, kind of, uh, uh, sewn shut and then, like, healed over. It's a very good effect. It's, it's very scary looking. And I love their swords as well, because yeah. the, the wrap is, like, this really loose, like, medical bandages. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's real good. 
And if I didn't know you were also watching this, I would have stolen this exactly, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. You can still do it. I'll pretend not to know. I'll probably steal some form of it. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. Uh, Uh, So now uh, Lydia and the Widow are talking because all the cogs got up and left the poppy fields for Pilgrim. And so now the Widow and Lydia are going to go and kind of parlay with him over this... uh, over this. Yeah. Which, uh, actually, Lydia and Widow bounce off each other pretty well. Uh, like, I think, like, them trying to make the Widow sympathetic was a bad idea. Yeah. Because she's way more, I don't know if likable is the right word, but, like, she's definitely acting in a way that I believe. Yeah, yeah, patients. it's more believable when she's just kind of an asshole. And on, I, I, I'm gonna be honest, sometimes when she's an asshole, I like it. I'm just gonna say, you know. Yeah. But, Maybe it's because I uh, like mean redheads. Um, maybe that's it. <laughs> that apparently, apparently, my type is mean redheads. She's probably also a Scorpio. Um, Possibly, we we, don't we can know. only guess. Yeah, we get like a little insert scene where we see Chow's uh, brother. Is uh, Chow's brother? Yeah, right? I have no idea what his name is. Yeah, uh, and he's like in his like tactical gear, yeah. and uh, MK's hiding from him. Yeah, and he's bleeding from his cut because he was too impatient and let uh, Tilda properly care for it. You, you know, if Odessa wasn't there, just mean mugging him, right. maybe. But they probably would have made out at one point. Then yeah. Odessa would walk in and be like, "No, she's my girlfriend." I'd be like, "Well, no, he's my boyfriend." And then there's like, "Hey, why don't we all get together?" It'd just be a polycule. Also, this episode is a. Uh... Bashi learning what it's like to have two lawful good people in your party. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's very good later. Um, but they're, they've woken, or they're, they're talking because they've been tied up in this room because they got captured by the blind people. Which we have legs and arms hanging from meat hooks. Oh, yeah. So they've realized they're cannibals. Um, and assassins. Yeah, I mean, they're not strictly Actually, assassins. I don't know if they're assassins. Yeah. The assassins might be referring to Louis Tan. From... Um, they probably should have put, like, a slash. Right, or, like, a comma. <laughs> Line cannibals, comma, assassins. Uh. So, um, this is a scene we are kind of talking about earlier, where, they, where they're talking about, like, hey, you should, you know, like, uh... Yeah, they, they say, uh, baby. yeah, they say, uh, this baby's ours now, but we don't want to deprive it of its father. So, normally, we would just kill you and eat you, but we're giving you a chance to join us. Uh, but if you do that, you we're going to have to poke out your eyes, and we'll give you a day to decide. Oh, and they 100% ate human meat earlier, and I don't think they actually uh, address that yeah. at all in this episode. Yeah. I'm just going to skip past that. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, he basically... Uh, the The... Leaders kind of explaining um, that they're cannibals because the land around here is still poisoned from whatever, you know, cataclysm created the Badlands to begin with. But, you know, humans, we can make that last for a month, an adult human man. So this is also this is also uh, it's a two person party. One is a uh, I'm going to say personality wise. Uh, mm. Sonny's like a paladin. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's a lawful good monk. And Baji is 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 a neutral uh, yeah i think we decided on neutral good uh, neutral good 
Uh, and, and in the middle of that, be like, hey, you can poke out your eyes or, or, or you know, die. Yeah. And he's just like, is there a third option? And I'm just like, and that's, that's just what happens. You know, the bar, the bar, I mean, the bar comes in when the yeah. people are talking about it. Yeah. And they're just like, no, I'm the paladin. I'm the face. They're just like, no, I'm the face. I've hired everybody. I'm just, I'm, li- mm. Sorry, I'm <laughs> having a flashback to one of my oh. bar- D&D parties. <laughs> I happen to be the uh, the drow bard, oh, and uh, another person was a monk. I mean, now, uh, uh, paladin. Is is in this flashback? Because Sonny's doing a flashback right now. Because it turns out he knows all these people. Um, is Waldo in this flashback? Is that the same actor? Do you think? Is that Stephen Lang? No. See, it's close. Yeah. It's well done casting close. that. That really does look like it could have been Stephen Lang. I wasn't sure. And he got the voice down, too. Like, the accent. Yeah. Um. It, it was Uncanny Valley at first, mm-hmm. Um. honestly. Like, I could really believe that that would be, like, his son. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did you know that uh, that the guy who plays Waldo was originally one of the people that were supposed to play Cable in Deadpool 2? Yeah. And I feel very upset, even though I hey, like Josh hey, Brolin's performance. Hey, Jesse? I was there when we found that out. I read that out loud on the podcast. No, I no, I was okay. First off, I knew about it before Deadpool Two came out. Uh, no, I, I distinctly upset. remember saying that you mean like, oh, that would have been so good. I mean, Josh Brolin no. did great, but he he lobbied to play the role of Cable in Deadpool Pool Two. Oh, I would say he would be perfect. Yeah. Oh. He would have been perfect. I mean, that being said, like, Josh Brolin was pretty good. Josh Brolin did well. He did really yeah. good. I mean, I'm not saying, but, like, can you imagine Can you imagine him? Whatever. You can listen Whatever. back. It's on record. <laughs> it has okay. been recorded. Well, you know what? How about this? Fuck you and fuck me. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> My new best friend, <laughs> Stephen Legg. Um, but the long story short is you remember how, uh, Ryder, remember that guy and how he had a fucked up foot? Uh, turns out these were the Clippers that did that and tried to ransom him. So they got captured and, uh, Waldo made, uh, uh, Sonny blind all of them as kind of an initiation, uh, from his cult status. This, this is part of his uh, journey as a lawful, lawful good monk, you know, he left for the monastery. (laughs) After, after doing this. Yeah. No, okay, no. I have, I have another analogy. Sure. This is when half of the party did, couldn't show up, so they right. did a war session. Oh, yeah, that's super what... <laughs> Actually, the last campaign I was running, that happened. Half the party was, like, out. But it was, like, kind of close to Halloween, and I kind of had this thing, like, for Halloween. So I was like, I'll just run this. And then uh, my party did super, like, die. Like, both of them actually died, but I was doing a homebrew thing, and one of them was uh, essentially a parasite, and so they body-hopped onto, like, uh, a demon corpse, and, like, just started piloting that. I'm like, okay, sure. It was a good time. The other party members are going to be real confused. Yeah, they came back, and there were just two strangers hanging out in their hideout, and I was like, hey, guys, so funny story. Okay, so here's the part of the episode I was not super jazzed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's basically, a Nix Nix is her yes. name, right? Yeah, uh, she gets one of those like dark one Geiger, Geiger yeah. counters, yeah. and I thought it was going to point towards the baby. It didn't. Yeah, it's no, it's uh, 
it goes to MK. Basically, she's worried about Caster, um, and then the witch, uh, Cressida, I think is her name, uh, tells her, uh, basically, forget about him. Hey, listen, there's a new dark one out there. He's going to become your new partner. Go find him and recruit him. Um, and that person is MK. Yeah. And, uh, and you can really tell that this is a lore session because they had to bring in, like, one of their favorite NPCs. Right. Moon. Because uh, right. he pops up, and it happens that Moon talks to the same blind cannibal. And this dude literally feeds him the same line. He's an NPC. I love that. I love that he's literally an NPC sitting at this fire, and you press X on him, and he delivers his lines. Like, this is a fucking Skyrim character. I love that. Oh, he's dressed like a Skyrim character, yeah. too. He makes the same dumb joke about uh, good to see new faces, kind of, and then points to his eyes because he's blind. Like, it's so good. It's so bad. <laughs> and then Moon and Moon is just like, I don't know. I don't like yeah. this bullshit. But then, like, the blind guy's just like, what? This guy sounds beefy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, but uh, the blonde guy rolls uh, especially high. Moon rolled a investigation check and rolled low, and this guy rolled high under persuasion. So uh, Moon's yeah. like, hey, what the heck? And sits down. <laughs> Yeah, so then we have uh, Lydia and Widow. They kind of, they go up on the first site of Azra, or first whatever they're yeah. calling it. The, the um, museum. The museum. And uh, Nyx is passing by them, yeah. and she kind of they kind of mean girl each other or no. as they pass. Yeah, I mean, specifically Widow clocks that she's holding one of the Geiger counters for Dark Ones. Yeah. And then we have, uh, then we have Chow's brother. Yeah. Louis Tan. His, <laughs> Louis Tan. Yeah, uh, and his Black Ops team. Yep. Um, and they're, like, in, like, ninja gear, basically. Yeah. With crossbows. Yeah, it's very useful if you, uh, need stuntmen or something, and you can just happen to have those people, those characters, uh, just head-to-toe covered, and then you don't have yeah. to worry about it. <laughs> it's very helpful. Yeah. You probably don't have to pay them as much, either, because they're definitely not talking more than five That's lines. That's true, yeah, <laughs> if you don't have lines, you get to pay them, you get to pay them less. Um... Um, so this is... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, no. I, I feel like there's actually pretty good chemistry in this scene. Yeah, yeah, no, this scene, like, works very well for me. Yeah. Yeah, uh... So the Pilgrim and, um... Pilgrim and, uh, the Widow, uh, talk. And and they kind of dismiss their subordinates, um, and, and Cressida takes... He, he tells Cressida to take Lydia to go show them their archives, um, as they do, do business over here. And we see, like, a real crusty, just a real crusty Azra follower. And oh, she's yeah. kind of just like, oh, what's going on? There's this boat filled with blood and an arrow thing. And yeah. then, and then, guess what? Guess what? That's a gnomon. Because guess what? Right after this, pew, and she gets blasted away with a yep. crossbow yep. bolt. Uh, and so does the rest Lewis of the people Tan, out there. Lewis Tan and his friends come up out of the water like SEAL Team 6 and fire crossbows into everyone on the shoreline. Anyway, I started blasting. Bah! Wow. Bah! Yeah, so Cressida or whatever her name is. Yeah, it's Cressida. Uh, they they said it a second ago, and I clocked it. It's Cressida. Okay. Yeah, she's kind of talking to. Uh, oh yeah, that's actually a really fun scene about like religion and faith. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Cressida. Okay. Wait. To- okay. Sorry. I just I just clocked something there. Yeah. As well. So uh, so Lydia says like how many how many uh how many uh of your people join this call or something like that. Mm. And, and Cressida, who is one of the very few black characters. So like, 
your your people that one word (laughs) like just like that could have been lydia being racist uh but she wasn't yeah um and we're also using those uh japanese panels we we saw when they first came here uh to great effect doing some shadow play as as uh lewis tan infiltrates and kills the guards uh i i love i love a good shadow play moment uh works well if I and also if I can do a brief aside about Japanese cinema, one of my favorite things about uh, is uh, a lot of Japanese cinema uses those uh, paper panels, mm-hmm. which is a really great effect. Yeah, um, and I always like clocking those whenever yeah. I see them. You know, you get shadow play. You also get like a physical divide that can also represent a emotional divide. Right, <laughs> that's great. Um, uh, and there's a the- lot, a lot of heavy hand in metaphor yeah. and not metaphor. Uh, yeah, so this is this is uh, Cressida and Lydia uh, just kind of doing a back and forth where Lydia basically accuses Cressida of uh, utilizing religion to uh, gain followers, and Cressida shoots back that because uh, Lydia brings up her father as a true believer, and Cressida says like, uh, "You, your father was a true believer, but you have no faith or whatever." It's just a back and forth, but it was pretty good. I, I yeah, like it's that it's exchange. good. It's it's well delivered. It's yeah. just it's kind of hard to explain because it does boil down to like a yeah. one sentence description. Yeah, I might put some yeah. of this in here. I don't know. I'll see how I'm feeling when I edit. <laughs> we found relics of many ancient creeds on our way here. Each offered wisdom, despite their flaws. People are so thirsty to believe they grasp at false idols instead of reaching for something greater. Is that what you told my people to get them to join your cult? Your people? This one word betrays so much. Pride, entitlement, blindness. You can't create lasting change unless you change people themselves. And how would you do that? With faith. With Azra. I was raised by a man of true faith. And he taught me to spot a hustler when I see one. So much anger. You talk of faith and you have none. You accept this brutal world as all there is. I have no doubt that your father was a believer. But so often, faith is used by the powerful to keep their people docile, accepting the misery of their lives for the promise of a better one in the hereafter. And how is that any different from what you're promising? Azra is not a paradise in heaven. Azra is in paradise here on earth. And you are welcome to join us here. Maybe you will find the faith you could not find with your father. So, so then we have all the uh, we have the black uh, the the black site team. Yeah, what was it going to say? Still team there? six. <laughs> still team six. Yeah, uh, they all do a really poor uh, role for stealth because the widow immediately sees yeah. her, and then and and the widow, being a monk, uses deflect missiles. Yep, uh, <laughs> she makes a split decision and throws a dagger to deflect uh, the crossbow bolt aimed at Pilgrim's head, and now the element of surprise is gone. And uh, they have entered combat 
and yep, they failed their they yeah. uh, they failed their uh, ambush roll. Right. Yeah. And now uh, now they're in just uh, yeah. So so fight. widow knocked away all the bolts with her sword, and uh, pilgrim picked up a wood plank to block some arrows to protect Cressida. And then, uh, of course, Caster cuts himself and goes black mode uh, to really murder some dudes. Um, Pilgrim gets a fight in here, too, and it's pretty good. So one thing that I do really appreciate mm-hmm. is um, you can tell that the choreography was like built around the actor's ability so yeah. everything yeah um like the pilgrims that like when people go up against pilgrim it's a little bit slower but yeah. they take advantage of like his it, like his mass and strength yeah yeah he does a, lo- wit- a lot of like shoving yeah and uh, the widow they go like really quick like quick jabs yeah. and everything yeah um and even with a uh, caster caster and um Louis Tan, Louis <laughs> Tan, um, like they go for like that medium style where like yeah. they're going like quick, decisive moves, yeah. but there's a lot of power behind it. Yeah, it's really interesting. Once the chore- uh, yeah. choreography, when you have multiple different body types and yeah, and skill levels, um, a yeah. bit skill level in this so, show. Uh, to be clear, Louis Tan is like an accomplished martial artist. Um, I don't know how yeah. good the other guy is, but but I mean he's keeping up pretty well. Yeah. Also, uh, just like in fiction, Louis Tan goes toe to toe with a black. Uh, a, a dark one and holds his own for a while. So he's like not a joke as a fighter. Yeah, it's just, it's just really fun watching watching because di- most of the time you get like similar. Yeah, I guess similar body types in these fights. Yeah. Um, in this one you have just kind of a wide array. Yeah, and it it really sticks out. Yeah, and and uh, as you've mentioned, they do kind of have different styles, which is um, a testament to the the choreography team. Uh, that they can take that into account and kind of create some some differences there because a lot of the time it's kind everyone kind of fights the same. Uh, also, uh, Louis Tan just got knocked down and lost his sword, so he pulls out a samurai sword from the display okay. and let's I listen. I, I had, understand that this is I had uh, a, I had uh, a problem. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I understand it's rule of cool and that I can't really complain since the whole premise of this show is uh. What if all the guns disappeared and everyone knows kung fu? But uh, to be a to be a pe- uh, pedant for a sec, he pulled apparently a functioning sword out of a museum display that has been uh, neglected for at least a hundred years, uh, longer and, probably. Yeah, and and it's just a fine a fine weapon that works as intended. Like. Yeah, I had problems because first off, that sword would have one hundred percent been blunted. Yeah. First off, yeah. And second off, there's no way that still would have just right. fucking shattered. Yeah. So uh, after stabbing Lewis Tan a couple of times, um, he sees the next biggest threat because you know that's how Dark Winds operate. Uh, is the Widow, so he jumps down and pretends he's a Beyblade at her, but then Pilgrim just grabs him out of the air and tells him to shut the fuck up, and he collapses. Um, like. Like Moses using his blade breath, right? I can't believe I can't believe Beyblade saw Yu Gi Oh doing like all this Egyptians. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah, we can we can do that too in the ancient times. The Moses parted thing, the Red Sea. The great thing about it is they called it because first off, the the spirits is that the Beyblades are called Bays, so it's just like oh, people throughout history use Bays to affect. The other great, great thing effect. about that clip, if if you don't know what we're talking about, Google Moses Beyblade. It it'll come up right away. Um, the other great thing about that clip is just the absolute bottom level production that was given to that scene as like a JPEG 
a JPEG of a Beyblade slowly floats across the screen like a PowerPoint <laughs> transition. No, no, I know this. I know this was uh, was Transformers, but it would have been great if they also tied Beyblades to the Underground Railroad. Oh my God! Oh <laughs> now, Jesus! Did you, did you know Autobots helped uh, Harriet Tubman in the Underground Railroad? Hey, that's and bad. I don't that's like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so basically, I guess it's better than like, uh, Marvel trying to be like, yeah, all these superheroes saw nine eleven and just didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Guess what? No, stop it. Uh, also, don't make Doom cry because something happened in America that he's done worse. Yeah, he's uh, for sure done. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we uh, basically the widow and and the pilgrim kind of be like, hey, let's be friends yeah. at least. Uh, stop stealing my shit. I'll yeah. stop trying to kill you. Yeah, they basically call the truce. Um, and now we're back with the blind cannibals, and Sonny is trying to convince the one woman there uh who's been holding his baby this whole time to let them go um she's explaining that all the babies we saw in the jars earlier were her stillborns uh da 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 and then sunny becomes the lawful good asshole you've met in your party <laughs> who then, there's a guy who uh, always played a paladin yeah uh, he was like listen i have to tell you something I was the one who blinded you. And even Baji's like, really, man? Seriously, dude? You didn't have to say that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And there's also some also very D&D side story elements come, about to come up again. Yeah. Uh, we'll point it out, like, once it comes up. But, uh... Yeah, so, so um, <laughs> she's explaining how she belonged to a different Baron, and she fled with uh, Quinn's Clipper, because they were in love. And then they got caught. Um, and then uh, she's like, why do I feel like you understand? And Sonny's like, because I, I too, uh, fled my baron for love. And she's like, oh, you're like me. And he's like, but there's one more thing. <laughs> and hey, you like, know those she's just standing there, like, shaking his head and rolling his eyes at this. Hey, hey you know those eyes you used to have? I was the one who stabbed yeah. them. <laughs> it was me. Yeah, so, uh, after a little bit, the guy who is the NPC brings Moon in yeah. and chains them up uh to a pillar instead of the meat hook things that they were yep. chained up to yep and they took his uh they took his uh his gauntlet of course yes and 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 moon is like fucking rabid right i'm just like fucking yeah. baji i'm gonna fucking kill you i'm gonna tear your throat yeah, out with my teeth mad. <laughs> he mad uh, and then we have a brief aside for nix to go find mk this is a nothing scene of nothingness I really like her outfit. Yeah, it's a nice outfit. Yeah, she has like a purple, like purple fur. Yeah, it's which like, again, I'm gonna point out. Yeah, all she and MK are and, matching. They're both wearing purple. Oh, they are. No, but um, but purple and blue were really rare yeah. colors. How are they getting this if they don't live like in the Indies? Listen, it's fine. There's still Kmart's around. Of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's synthetic. It could all be synthetic. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, um, so MK's kind of laying on the ground. Yeah, half, some, like, half I fuzzy. guess some, like, fucking... I forget what they call the dudes that aren't clippers but have swords. Uh, raider. Like, a raider, like, threw a rock at his head or something and was, gonna, like, gonna, I don't know, eat him. Um, But then Nyx killed all of them. 
And he's like, and then, wow, an angel. And they show, uh, they show how the, uh, the, the blind folk go around the, the yeah. underground hospital, and it's really cool. This is like, cool and also nonsense. <laughs> yeah. So they have, like, a really long, uh, they have, like, a really long sword. Yeah. That kind of doubles as a staff, and they drag the swords, like, across the ground in the, uh, and thing. the wall, along the wall and is the, the main thing, yeah. And you can see, like, the grooves. Yeah. Which is, which is nothing for so many reasons. One, that's not, like, how blind people no. navigate things. Uh, two, they've lived here for years, so they would, like, know where things are. They wouldn't need to do this. Three, that's how you fucking ruin a blade. Well, okay. So, maybe... So, they were mostly adults yeah. when this happened. So, maybe they were just like, hey, I know swords. Ugh. Okay, but also, uh, it's... Sonny was, like, what, 14 in that flashback when he blinded them? So it's been like twenty to thirty years. Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. I can't even. Okay, okay but, but also, here's a uh, really D D ass moment. Of oh yeah, but also so, like extremely impressive on on Sunny slash Daniel Wu's part. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so he rolled a really good uh escape artist, yeah. and he managed to get his arms in front of him. Right. So so and then, sorry. So so they're like chained at the neck to the ceiling, right? Like just enough so that they can stand, but they can't really move around because obviously then they get choked. Um, and so Sonny just fucking uses his neck muscles to lift his body up and and move his arms from behind him in front of him, so then he can use Baji's boots to get the gauntlet. Yeah, and he ties it together. Yeah. So and, sleight of hand or something like that, and then and he he knocks over the cart that has Nathaniel Moon's like yeah. gauntlet. Yeah. Um, he rolled a good ranged attack there. Yep. It feels like someone just came up with a really creative idea. The DM was just like, you know what? You get yeah, it. All right. Yeah. You we did can do good. That. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, it. So he rolled a constitution check to get his hands in front of him. And then, <laughs> um, and because they're blind, they don't see right. the gauntlet on the ground. Right. Um, um, and, and then he uses it yep. to, so, to shoot a dart in someone's head yep. and kill them. Uh, and then does he it twice. It was so yep. good the first time he does it again. He rolled really good yep. on his improvised weapon yep. check, and then he uses well, it's the not blade. an improvised weapon. That that's a legit <laughs> weapon. It would be uh, an exotic weapon. Well, you know what? Monks can do use most of exotic weapons. Yeah. So I, I make sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then he. Uh, then he like after he stabs the guy, he releases him. Yeah. And he grabs the keys body. as he falls and then releases them, and then we have another lawful good moment where uh, Sonny asks, "What are you going to do if I release you?" And he's like, well, we're going to fight with honor until one of us is dead, Sonny. Wrong answer. You see, that's the problem with honorable men. They don't know how to lie. And they merrily, uh, like, they're, uh, they're walking around, they mer- uh, narrowly miss, um, yeah. miss some of the people who are using their swords to get around, even though they probably can count those steps. And now, yeah. you know, like, you know how, like, you could probably walk around your house, right, like, yeah. without... The lights on. Yeah, like blind people don't use their canes inside their own house. They know what's there. Um, but it's a it's a cool visual, and like everything about the show is nonsense. So like it's I'm just being pedantic. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know what? Honestly, it really like. Uh, I cannot remember the actor's name. Uh, Chow's brother. Louis Tan. Tan. Yeah. Louis Tan, okay. Like, him pulling the sword out of a display case and right. using it as perfectly fine really, like, just knocked any credulity yeah. I had out. I mean, again, as, the entire premise of this show is just all the guns disappeared, and now everyone know, knows okay. Kung Fu. 
But here's the problem with that. I had a display katana before, and I tried to make it a sharp one, and it fucking shattered. <laughs> yeah, and that it's not the stuck same. in my yeah. head. It is, it's not the same. Also, then the uh, blind cannibals notice them, and so they do a fucking, like, Ginyu pose before fighting for no reason. It's great. I <laughs> love it. This real good. Yeah. Uh, and I like, uh, they kind of use their swords almost like bow staffs as well. Mm-hmm. So they have um, so much where they have one yeah. as a short side, a sh- shop side, shop, I can't talk, sharp <laughs> side. Yeah. And they're really strong because they knocked Baji, like, underneath a... Oh, yeah, yeah. And they do, like, some cool acrobatic shit, too. It's fun. I mean, they're all former Clippers, so, like... Yeah, and they and they could probably easily adapt their fighting style yeah. to not having side, because if they were Clippers, they ha- had to have at least base some. Um, right. They were already competent fighters. Competent, yeah. yeah. Competency. Yeah. And more show up. Yep. And Sonny's fighting four of them, and right. he's just doing some twirly shit, and it's great. Yeah. It's fun. It's just a fun fight. Did did he jump up in the air and, and punch and kick four people? Uh, yeah. He <laughs> okay. super does that. <laughs> okay, that was a little silly. I think he only uh, hit three of them with that, but, like, uh, okay. close enough. I have a question for yeah. you. Oh, this... Baji flipping over the table on two people and then jumping on it and instantly killing them feels a little over. <laughs> like, a little too much. I mean... Blood spurts out. I I don't know. Like Nick Frost is a decently heavy guy. I feel like no, he's a heavy guy. Okay, he's a heavy guy, but he's not like instantly kill you if I drop on you dead. I mean, we don't know like, that they like they... die. They just coughed up some blood. Oh yeah. Okay. That's what I, I feel I feel like that was uh, like a little too much. Nick Frost. Wait. Uh, and this isn't. No, I guess that's just not something listed. But like. This isn't me I mean, trying to, like, fat shame I'm just he's, saying He's a big that, guy, like, but I yeah. feel like that's almost fat shaming. It feels no, like a fat I mean, joke. Like, I don't know. Pers- personally, I feel like it's a little too much. <laughs> like, if you take, two, like, 200 pounds or something, and you, like, drop it on your chest, you're not gonna have a good time. Uh, but I'm not saying- but not splurt out blood. I don't know, you might. Like, like take okay. 200, 250 pounds- and drop it from about a foot in the air onto, like, your chest. Okay, but here- okay, but it was spread out over two people on a metal frame. Like, it's gonna hurt a lot. But it's not gonna be splurt blood out of your lungs. I don't know, man. Okay, whatever. So, basically, they get the- they get the yeah. baby. Um, yeah. they, they get the baby because of the blind woman, who- the only woman yeah. in here. It's like, hey, you can have the baby yeah. back. Uh, basically, and, she's like, oh, you killed everybody. Well, fuck. Uh, I'm not going to live here by myself. Take the baby. And then she... And it's implied she kills herself. Yeah. Uh, basically, basically, they make a trade where mm. you can have the sword back. Just, like, leave me. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, it's not even so much that. They were just like, there's a lot more of these dudes in here, probably. So, at least let's wait till we get outside. Yeah. Um, and then they do. And then Sonny's like... Yeah, dog. I'm I'm really like not about this. So like, you can kill me, but then like, realize this kid I'm holding is your problem, and like, then it's your honor bound to raise my child. So think about that. Yeah, you keep what you kill, and if you yeah. kill me, you get this fucking baby. Yeah. Do you want this? It's sick too. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathaniel's like, ah, oh, fuck. That's a lot of work. And, Never mind, and, man. And the, 
the th- also the thing I love is Baji's the background with a machete just yeah. gotta fucking chop off the other hand, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. Although I don't really understand how he's going to be using that sword really well with one hand. I mean, he's strong. Like, he he's strong. He's strong. It's just like it, it's definitely like a two hander. Yeah. I mean, Sonny like one hands it a lot, also. But that's more for like deflecting and stuff. If he's going for the kill, he's two handing it. It's fine. I mean, Nathaniel's okay. a big dude. Okay. Man, I don't know why I'm being so nitpicky. This is a really fun <laughs> episode. This is a really fun episode. I like it yeah. a lot. I'm just being really nitpicky now that I'm watching. Yeah. Watching it the second time. Yeah, they basically make a pack, like, here's your sword back. Yeah. Uh, don't come back to the Badlands. Yeah. And Baji's just like, not only will I cut off the other hand, but I'm also gonna... I'm also gonna, like, kissy face at you to make you angry. Oh, angry. yeah, that was really good. And it a little... <laughs> To him. But yeah, Nathaniel basically says, we're square, but if you ever come back to the Badlands, then I have to listen to my Baron's orders and kill you. So and our you personal tell- grudge is done, but, you know, business is business. <laughs> and you can tell that this is a lore session, because everything ha- happens to wrap up exactly where it hap- uh, where they were before. Right. <laughs> like, they just learned, like, they just got everything that they're supposed to get, uh, and, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine yeah. now. Yeah, it was just a fun little one-shot. It was fun one-shot. Hey. That was the episode, yep. At the end, you know what? I love this one little one-shot. Yeah, it's it was fun. fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have much more to say than it was a really fun episode. Like, like I, honestly, like, I mean, I was nitpicking it a lot, but it yeah. was really fun watching it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know, like, if you want to watch, a, like, a pretty self-contained story of Into the Badlands, I feel like this is a good episode. Yeah. Alright, um, let's, let's rank it then. Uh, how does it compare to the number three, uh, spot? Moon Rises, Raven Seeks, which we watched. Oh, sorry, that's two weeks ago. That's the, the, the episode two, which is the one where, uh, Nathaniel gets his cool gauntlet and fights Shitty Teen MK, and then Shitty Teen MK meets Shadow MK, who punches him into a flashback. Uh, then Pilgrim does his blindfold fight, and then Cressida has some hooks put into her, and everyone's super uncomfortable. Well, I feel like this is better. Mm. Um, mostly because I remember there being some weird pacing issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, it has a lot like, of- not bad. Yeah. Not bad yeah. pacing issues, just not as good. Yeah, that Moon Rises was a very, like, middle-of-the-road episode where it wasn't bad, but, like, it could have been much better. Um, alright, uh, so number two is Leopard Hunts Rabbit, which is last week's episode where, uh, Moon and Tilda fight, and then we have this, like, video game stage, uh, mini-boss, uh, with a sniper versus Sunny, then Baji's a real foot pervert. So, okay, I feel like the difference between last week's episode and this week's episode is last week's episode had, like, a really good, like, stealth game segment. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And this episode had a really good, like, lore session of D&D. Yeah, this one had, like, a fun dungeon. Yeah, so, like, I think it depends on which one you like more. Because I think both are are really good episodes. I don't think they're going to be the top. I think they're going to be middle of the road. Like, an example of a fun episode that you would watch, but maybe not immediately think of. Yeah. Um. Uh, for my two cents, I think I prefer Leopard Hunts Rabbit slightly more. I feel like there's just a bit more substance in that one, despite how fun, you know, blind cannibals are. Mm. 
And I gotta say, there wasn't someone pulling out a display katana. I just say it hurt. It holds me. I spent so much money on that dumb katana, <laughs> and I sharpened it, and I tried to cut something, and it fucking shattered. And I was still angry about it. <laughs> I'm very upset. Yeah, turn, uh, so I'm turns say out that, uh, katanas you order online are not the ones that a smith has folded a thousand times to cut a feather from a dream or whatever the fuck orientalist. Or it can't cut a pig's corpse in half or whatever. Yeah. I mean, katanas is, also aren't designed to do that, really, either. Well, there, there's that, like, bullshit, like, uh, bullshit thing that I think, like, stuff like, uh... Deadliest warriors yeah. and stuff like yeah. implanted in all the all the fucking. Oh, I mean, like far be- far before Deadliest Warrior, there was the whole like a katana can split a bullet. It's the strongest blade in the world, kind of nonsense. Oh no, 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 no! I'm going down. Like it could split a corpse in half. Yeah. Like kind of split. First off, like spines are really tough. Yeah. Uh, second off, I don't. I don't why? Yeah. That's just overboard. Yeah, know. that's like that's not <laughs> what they're second. designed for. Is that it's like. <laughs> That's not it. Like, Japan had very, like, limited iron ore. So when you made a blade, you made, like, a good one, but also there wasn't, like, plate mail you had to get through. So you designed it to cut, but, like, you weren't making some sort of super plate that could cut anything, because that's nonsense. No, you didn't no, need it that. Wasn't, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Europe who had a plethora of iron, so right. they just made big fuck-off swords that could cut through yeah. people. And even then, it wasn't even about, like, cutting them. It was just like, let me hammer you with this hunk of iron until you die. <laughs> so, I think... Uh, I think this is going to go below. Okay. The humper, uh, hunter. Yeah. The I think they're hunter, about right? equal, but I, I prefer the, leopard hunts I, a little more. I'm just saying, like, that... Like, I'm not joking how much that display katana <laughs> scene, like, just really, just really bothered me. Like... Like fourteen year old me is like so sad. <laughs> All right. I really, I really feel like that was like, like I don't know. <laughs> I just really did not think that they were related. Lewis Tan and Chow. I mean, I can. I think it's fine. I don't know. Like maybe like half brothers and sisters, yeah, brother sure. and sister. Maybe I don't know. His facial structure is like way different <laughs> than hers. Of. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I'm. Why am I so nitpicky? Today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to uh, refresh what the list is, real quick, because I didn't do it at the top. Um, number four is Moon Rises, Raven Seeks. Number three, number three is Blind Cannibal Assassins. Number two is Leopard Hunts Rabbit, and number one is Enter the Phoenix. All right, so we got one more thing to do, and that's that's on you. Oh yeah, uh, we need to stat a person. Yep. Um, okay, so who are we doing? That's the question. Um, sh- so basically almost all the main characters are monks. Of some form, sword yeah. Monks. Um, now, maybe we can make an exception for Tilda? No, mm. she's a monk. I mean, yeah, she's like especially monkish. No, she's also a sword monk. Yeah. But she also does a lot of throwing stuff as well. Yeah. Um... Who's not a sword monk? Uh, Let's go with that first. All right. Uh, Quinn is a fighter. Quinn's yeah. Quinn's not a monk. Um, but but he's not alive. We need to do a live characters first. Right. Uh, Pilgrim is Pilgrim's, also a monk. Um, yeah, Pilgrim's a monk. Unfortunately, I guess Pil- Cressida is is something else. We haven't seen her really fight, but we she's not a monk. 
She's not a monk. Yeah, we haven't really seen her do much. I'm gonna save that for a little bit later, probably. Mm-hmm. Right. Odessa's like a really low level monk. Yeah, Odessa's just Tilda, but worse. Fighting wise, yeah. I'm sure her character is fine. Uh... <laughs> See, the thing is, we after we realize everyone's just a sword monk, it, it kind of broke my enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah. Okay, who's the main character we have right now that we've seen fight? Uh, okay, so we've got Sunny Widow Baji, we've got Tilda, we've got Pilgrim, we've got the two Dark Ones, we have Odessa, we have uh, Nathaniel, and we have... Is that everybody? Those are all the main characters. Yeah. I mean, Nathaniel might not be just a sword monk. Yeah, Nathaniel's like a samurai. Which I think is maybe like a subclass of fighter. It's basically just a fighter. Yeah. Uh, With some vaguely racist or... or, (laughs) Why can't I say it? Orientalism. Orientalism. Um, Because they have like an honor system. It was kind of of racist. Yeah. Um, um, No, yeah, no, I'm aware. Okay, I, I mean, not to, not to explain Orientalism to someone who's literally Asian. But yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's almost like European knights also had a code of honor, but like. Yeah, like, okay. they probably should have had that for maybe a subclass of fighters, yeah, as well as, I don't know, paladins. But yeah, I don't paladins, know, for some reason, it's so tied to just samurais. I yeah. wonder why. Yeah, um, it's super weird. Super weird. Um, hmm. See, we're four episodes in, and after we realize everyone's just a sword monk, it's... Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's for sure a uh, uh, fighter samurai subclass, though. The samurai is a fighter who draws on an implacable fighting spirit to overcome enemies. A samurai's resolve is nearly unbreakable, and the enemies in a samurai's path have two choices, yield or die fighting. That's like... Yeah, that's yeah. Nathaniel in a nutshell. That's not it. So he's, he's a samurai. Yeah. I'm gonna put him the same level as Sunny. Yeah. And I think, actually, like, character-wise, he was conceived as, like, a Ronin. He gives me such strong Ronin vibes throughout. Yeah, he, yeah, he has big Ronin uh, energy. Yeah. Uh, Alright, well, <laughs> that's it. We did I, it. <laughs> I, okay, like, I honestly feel... We broke we broke the conceit for our extra thing too early. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, it, it's, a, it's a no... It's not really a magical world, it's just monks... And like magic monk shit, and so everything's just sort of monks. <laughs> Every everyone's just monks with different focuses. Yeah. I mean, Quinn. I guess Quinn would be a fighter. Yeah. Maybe a barbarian. I feel like he rages. Hmm. I mean, now we just need a new conceit. Honest. I'm just gonna say <laughs> we need a new conceit. All right. That we'll discuss that off air. Okay. Yep. Uh. <laughs> In the meantime, I guess we can recommend some stuff. Yeah, um, so I finished watching Black Clover. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the anime is, the anime is like pretty much done, but the manga is still going. Mm. So like, I don't know if they're going to do more, but, uh, that was pretty fun for the most part. Um, nice. Uh, I mean, I already recommend that. I'm trying <laughs> to think of what I've been watching. I, I started watching Hunter x Hunter, or is it Hunter Cross Hunter? Uh, I believe the official pronunciation is actually Hunter Hunter. Hunter? Okay, fuck that. 
Yeah, um, I think Hunter, everyone Hunter. I know calls it Hunter X Hunter, but like I think officially it's supposed to be pronounced Hunter Hunter. Don't put the X in there then. Don't put yeah, the X. Right. Don't put it. Just put Hunter Hunter. I know you think it would look dumb, but no. And okay, you're right, whatever. it would look dumb. <laughs> but okay. Uh, I've started that, but like I haven't gotten too far into it. It gives me a lot of Yu Hakusho mm-hmm. uh, vibes right now. Which I'm into. And yeah. apparently I watched like over 100 episodes and I don't remember any of it. So nice. That's uh, a ringing endorsement. <laughs> well, no, no. I, I mean, I was in college and I was probably on my laptop the entire time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What have I been watching? You you go. I'll have to look at sure. my watch list. Um, I guess my recommendation for this week is a YouTube series uh, called <laughs> Gels Marble Races. Uh, oh my god, I fucking love yeah, it. What's uh, your team? J-E-L-L-E, Marble Races. Uh, this is a man from Sweden who I can only assume has some sort of engineering background who just makes uh, elaborate marble events. And there are teams and a professional commentator like a sports event. And it's very good and fun. It's- and he's just started a new thing called the, uh, uh, what's it called? Marbilla One. The Marbella One Grand Prix, uh, and it's great. Uh, my my guys, the O Rangers, fucking choking every race, and oh, it's killing me. So my team, I'm, I'm Team Momo. Like, oh, way. you have not been faring well, my friend. No. Okay, here's the thing. Team Momo has only gotten like the top five like once. Yeah, and that was last year's Marble Olympics. Yeah. Uh, so for real, I'm just like for marbles, like the the announcer. Gives like it does just so good. You get so yeah. invested in yeah, like your team, very good. like and they're just fucking marbles. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, O Rangers can't perform. We've seen them no, they perform always highly, and they always choke when it matters. It's no, killing like, me. like they'll do, like they'll do good for most of it, and then they'll choke on yeah, all the key yeah, events. Yeah, it's um, oh, it's killing me. Like okay, last so- race. Sorry, last race, uh, yeah, the O Ranger uh, got into second place, started first. They were either first or second starting off the line, uh, fought back to second place, then fucking immediately threw it out uh, with, like, one, uh, two laps to go and ended in, like, sixth. It was awful. Anyway. My, my, my backup team when Team Momo's not there is mm-hmm. Green Ducks. I like Green I like Ducks, Green yes. Ducks. Uh, Green Ducks going on, on their course next. Yeah, uh, so... What I would recommend that, that it, now that we're just recommending <laughs> stuff we watch on YouTube, yep. um, I've been watching RimWorld uh, Let's Plays. Mm. It's like a colony, uh, a, a, a micromanagey colony simulator where it, it's just, you get like invested in kind of like a story and everything, mm-hmm. like how everything's kind of getting together, like a bunch of raiders get like thrown and at you and everything. And like some people just like, are like really weird. And like it gets, it's like it's it's ba- it's kind of ba- it's based off a of dwarf fortress, but like with oh. the actual UI, yeah, and um, and uh, like graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's good. I like it a lot. Um, cool. I like watching it. I like playing it. So I've been watching RimWorld. If you're gonna watch one person, I would suggest watching uh, Yeti. Mm. It's Yeti. Uh, uh, that's good. Uh, I also watched a full ep- uh. Let's play of uh, a full run of XCOM 2 recently. Mm. This is a fun game. I have a lot of mods yeah. on that one. Yeah. So, uh, also Yeti. He's my favorite Let's Player, actually. Mm. 
So, you know, okay. like if, if you want like a like a non douchebag let's player to watch with a really calming voice, yeah, he's one of them. All right, so I would yeah, watch RimWorld and XCOM let's plays. They're they're fun to watch. All right, uh, is it my it. turn or your turn to sign off? I think it's my turn. I think it's actually my turn. Oh, all right, well then, by all means. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is this has been into the Badlands, and uh, you know, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be blind cannibals or assassins, uh, oh, maybe just be the assassins. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.